Each year, more than 12 million people will hear the same three devastating words. You have cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein, a survivor of pediatric kidney cancer and stage four colon cancer. My amazing wife, Linda, has taught me that we have cancer because every one of us is affected by it in some way. Survivors, family, friends, and medical and support team members. And we all have a story worth telling. Welcome to We Have Cancer. Welcome to episode 104 of We Have Cancer. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Exciting episode. But before I get to the details of this week's interview, just want to remind you that uh, if you've been enjoying this show but have not yet subscribed, that really is the easiest way to stay up to date on the latest episodes. This way, by subscribing each time a new episode drops, you'll get an alert right on your uh, mobile device saying a new episode is available. You won't have to go searching for it. We are found on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, which is an app that is available both for uh, iOS and Android devices. And we are also on Spotify. Easiest way to subscribe to We Have Cancer is go to wehavecancershow.com forward slash listen, L-I-S-T-E-N. Select the device that you use and uh, follow the link and you will be automatically subscribed. Also, if you've been enjoying the show and have enjoyed uh, the episodes that we've been presenting to you, would greatly appreciate it if you left us a rating and review. Real easy to do, whichever device you're using. If you just pull up the episode, typically you'll find at the bottom of the episode that there is a link there that allow you to leave a rating or review. And we really appreciate that. My guest this week is Kyle Woody. Really interesting conversation with Kyle. Kyle is doing something very unique and very needed in the uh, Twin Cities area of Minnesota. And Kyle is one of the folks behind an organization known as Jack's Caregiver Coalition. And the mission of Jack's Caregiver Coalition is to improve the way men think, feel, and act in their role as cancer caregivers. Kyle and I talked about what's unique about guys who are caregivers, what are the specific challenges that they face uh, in terms of providing support and just receiving support themselves. You can learn more about Jack's Caregiver Coalition by visiting their site, which is jackscaregiverco.org. Join me now for my conversation with Kyle Woody. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great, Lee. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so thankful to Sarah for introducing us. And you are doing something uh, really different and really unique, not not a topic that we've covered on the show before. Uh, and tell us about Jax. Yeah. It, I, I, I'm using an abbreviation that prob- maybe I shouldn't be, so please feel free to correct me. No, uh, I know it's Jack Jack's Caregivers, but... That's exactly what we're called. You know, the the official name, Jack's Caregiver Coalition. It's uh, it's not something I'm doing. It's something a whole community of people are up to. And uh, yeah, Jack's is kind of the, the the name we sling around when we're just talking. You know, is this a Jack's thing? And um, 
and so forth. So, yeah, it's we're you know we believe Lee that that for a man, an experience with caregiving for someone with a serious malady will be the most important, maybe not the most, but one of the most important and challenging experiences in their life. We believe that every one of those men has the potential to rise to that challenge and bring his boldest self to it. Um, That he ultimately can emerge from that challenge successful, even if he loses his loved one. So you hear me saying he a lot, right? Sure. Um, We've decided to focus on men um, because you heard me say we believe it's it's their single um, biggest challenge. Um, it's a big challenge for women, no doubt about it. Um, but we just believe it's a little bit extra of a challenge for <laughs> for for us uh, for us guys, and um, that's for a lot of reasons, right? You know, I wasn't um, taught or trained or coached in the art of being nurturing and um, listening and these these skills. We just we just want to fix yeah, it. Yeah, we're we're gonna fix it, right? And um, suddenly, um, as it is with cancer, the sort of asteroid hitting your Earth kind of thing. Um, that's usually the guy's response is, you know, I'm going to fix this. And and when he quickly realizes that that isn't gonna be in his uh, in his wheelhouse, it's not a tool that he he has. Um, maybe it's a tool that others do. But yeah, so that's that's sort of the core of our our belief. Um, our vision is that we we want there to be a community for these men, not necessarily a community of them. Uh, that could be one of the outcomes, but we want it to exist for them, a place uh, that they can go where they get resources, they get coaching, they have support, and to help them with with this challenge, because that's something that, that all of them learn eventually, as I did, that you can't go at this alone. Um, it's a team sport. No question. And, and through my involvement as, as, a, as a patient and involved in the various uh, groups that I'm a part of, any time, I, whether you're talking about a digital presence or a physical presence at a, at a conference or something like that, it is so overwhelmingly women and clearly you've identified an opportunity here. Uh, what do you see as, as being the unique needs uh, that, that men have as caregivers versus, versus women? Great question. Uh, you know, I think first and foremost, it's, it's about time that, the world realized men don't want to sit in the circle of chairs and talk about their feelings. <laughs> That's just not high on most guys list of priorities. Now it is for some, and then some do respond to that model, the support group, the traditional support group model, you know, let's, let's sit in a hospital that we've already spent too much time in <laughs> um, and do <laughs> these things. So, you know, that's, that's I'd, I'd say to respond to your question directly, men, myself, and and those that that I've encountered largely are action oriented. We enjoy doing things. 
there is, I've heard some fancy um, psychological language. I'm not a psychologist around this, this idea that we would, so one of our programs is fishing. It's very simple. We hire a guide and take guys fishing. Um, now, during the fishing, there is some communication about the situation that they're in, but largely it's, you know, what kind of fish is that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, good, you caught a fish. Look how big it is. Um, just we're fishing, you know, it, and sometimes there's a lot of relief in the fact that, you know, all I really seem to do is talk about cancer. And everywhere I go, everyone asks me, how is fill in the blank doing? Um, they don't usually ask him how he's doing. And so suddenly to be surrounded by people in that situation, not talking about cancer, but knowing that they they have walked a mile in your shoes or they currently are walking in your shoes um, is a very cool experience. And and then we sit down and we have have a meal afterwards. And that's where we found, you know, we were curious as founders, would it would it shift into the the meat and potatoes, so to speak, um, the the gorilla in the room, or or would it still kind of be held off and like you know we're we're just going to get to know each other outside of that identity, um, and without fail every time it's we launch right into it, you know after our fishing event um, last year I'll, I'll never forget it I think the first comment at the meal table was I haven't had sex with my wife in three years. And it was like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Not a big issue. Big issue. It wasn't uh as as founders, you know, we we tell people, hey, we aren't counselors, we're not therapists. We're just guys that have been there and we're doing this thing and we're passionate about it. And so a few times we've gotten in these situations and wondered, you know, are we over our ski tips uh with this? And every almost every time we've realized no it's okay you know we're these guys are here to just hammer this out and you know no one's um no you know it's never it's never left us feeling as if we shouldn't be doing it i should say so what resources do you have you know to help tackle some of these tough questions or is it just just the camaraderie of just bunch of, bunch of guys getting together and just talking it out. I I think you know we do have we have resources in that we have so many community partners that are that have the you know if somebody does need counseling they need therapists they need you know these trained professionals we have the ability to connect them to those folks in our community. We um, largely though, like you said, Lee, it's it's just together they become better you know together they escape that isolation that they're in it's really kind of absurdly simple and that we bring them together and and we're sort of that catalyst that um sort of a uh i heard one of the gentlemen you know we aren't as men necessarily good at at activating relationships even with people that we know you know we sort of sit back and wait for the invitation. Whereas women are a lot more like, let's, let's have a this night and a, you know, um, guys are a little bit lazier about that. Um, we'll do it, but someone else needs to do all the work to set it up. That's right. where Jax comes in. You know, we, we do that logistical 
work. We book the venue. We set the date. We find out, you know, where people want to go. And then once they're together, that's, you know, we feel like we're kind of, it's just our hospitality that makes it a, we got to make sure it's a good experience for them. Um, and they keep coming back. And um, it's not necessarily our objective to really offer much else than that at this time. We're working on some things that, that we're excited about, more of a peer-to-peer -peer model um, where we can say, you know, Lee, you know, is going to be your coach. This is your grasshopper, Lee. And, you know, you guys go <laughs> do your thing with your wax on, wax off. And um, he's going to help you become uh, a better caregiver. Um, but that's that's down the road right now. We're, we're largely event-based. We ask ourselves, you know, what would we want to do? Right. Like, what would we just really get excited about doing? Um, we've had axe throwing events. We've had um, hunting, fishing, golf, uh, you know, all of these, these just very, it's, it's not even necessarily masculine. It's just what, what guys would want to do. And like you said earlier, Lee, that is the thing that we saw as founders was there's so many great resources out there. So many great um, you know, just organizations doing with incredible missions, doing incredible work, largely run by women. And, mm -hmm. and so as men, we kind of come in there and it's like, okay, this is cool. I'll drop my wife off here or my kid, and then I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we thought, you know, we would want to, we, like you said, we saw that opportunity that if we could create something that actually was clearly designed for men and um, not necessarily designed by men, but for them. It, there's women that are very involved in our community and what we do. Half of our key volunteers are women. They love doing this work because they just love the idea of helping somebody that a lot of times doesn't even realize they need it, that they could use that support. I often see people posting in the various Facebook groups talking about their struggle to stay hydrated. And if that applies to you, you should check out H2ORS. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution. It's a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So for those of you who are struggling with this issue of staying hydrated, either due to an ostomy or perhaps chemotherapy, H2ORS is something for you to consider. It'll really help replenish your fluids and electrolyte levels. As a matter of fact, it has three times the electrolytes of most of the popular sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavor, or artificial colors. My buddy Chris Shaw over at H2ORS is offering listeners of the podcast an opportunity to try a free sample of H2ORS. All you need to do is just go to their site, h2ors.com forward slash sample, and they'll ship a free sample out to you, no strings attached. And when you're ready to make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the coupon code CC. P-O-D, they'll give you 10% off your first order. Be sure to stick around to the end of this episode to learn how you can get your rear in gear. Yeah, it was interesting. I was going through some of the materials, and when you see the word caregiver, the immediate word I expect to see next to, next to that is support. 
but you didn't use that word, and you mentioned the word that that I jotted down in my notes is you use the word hospitality. Yeah, that you want to provide hospitality. Uh, it was was what was the thought process behind behind that? Yeah, it's I think something that I had read a while back that just kind of stuck with me this this idea of what hospitality was and. Um, you know, knowing that we all love great hospitality, like we, it's hard to describe it. We're not sure what it is. You know, it when you see, yeah, it. you know, it when you've, when you've walked out of that, that venue or that experience and you're just like, man, I can't wait to do that again. <laughs> I'm not really sure why. And it's largely these small things that people do in a hospital environment. It's, it's when that, that nurse gets down on her knees and looks you in the eye when you're sitting down, you know, she's not looking down on you. Um, these are very tangible things that that organizations can do that don't necessarily cost anything. It's it's actually pretty simple. Um, I think at the core of it, it's just that you actually give a rip about that person. You really do, like deep down, you care care about them, and and people can sense that. Um, but the to answer your question about where we came to that that concept, it was we we knew we wanted to bring these folks together and and we knew that what the communities out there were currently doing to do that wasn't working because they weren't there's so many caregiver programs out there there there's no lacking um of of support groups for for these gentlemen to find but they aren't they aren't truly creating you know that that ritz carlton style quality um, hospitality and really being able to empathize with with that customer, so to speak, that client, and and create value for them. And um, so, yeah, it was just. But the the thing that I read was, you know, hospitality is about creating spaces where change can occur. And in those spaces, there's not a line across that room that says, you know, you're over there, not identifying as a as a man who's a caregiver. And on this side of the line are all these men who do identify as caregivers. And our agenda is to get you to come over here on that side of the line. Like, that's not hospitality. Change may or may not occur. We're not going to lose any sleep over the fact if you choose to assume that identity or not. That's 100% up to you. Largely, we don't even think you need to ever refer to yourself as a caregiver. Um, that's an identity. But we know that every single one of these men wants to play the role of a caregiver to his absolute highest potential. There's never been a single one who's come into to our community and said, you know what, I really want to suck at this. <laughs> I just really want to suck. But yeah, it's, it's, hospitality is not about, you know, we're going to get you to, to the conclusions and, and the, and the, we want you to understand what we understand. You know, that's not, that's not what it's about. Um, it's, it's kind of service plus, plus empathy is, is another way to think about it. Are there services available for people outside of Minnesota or is it strictly a local community based organization? It's uh, currently 100% twin cities. Um, so we not just Minnes, not really outside of Minnesota, not outside of the Twin Cities. We can't really say that because um, all of our events occur 
here in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, we've had some gentlemen driving great distances to be a part of them, which we're both disappointed and excited about. And we do have a, uh, some folks in other states that are we're having conversations with, um, starting to bring our vision and our mission to their community. Um, but we we tell them and anyone else that is interested in that that it's it's going to require a leadership team and it's a team sport just like caregiving is and you're signing up for for a rather difficult challenge which usually if if the the people that are most passionate about it and excited are the ones that are in the worst situation you know they're they're already drowning in in the situation Mm -hmm. and then they when they say hey let's pile this other thing (laughs) we usually challenge them like you know is it really the right time maybe maybe let's let's think about that some more and um we're committed to support anyone with 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 resources and you know the logistics and the things that that they would need but it isn't we're not at a place where we have the ability to to uh do it without strong leadership in those that you know they understand that community you know things that are going on in austin texas are a little bit different than they are here in minneapolis so we need those people but yeah right now it's it's twin cities how do the how do these guys uh, find out about you and, and the organization good question i i think most of the time lee it's it's their spouse or their mom or their uncle or you know someone other than them usually either either introduces them to it or or contacts us on their behalf and says hey i really want you to connect <laughs> with this person and um so i'm not sure really why that is but i i, I feel i have no proof of this but starting to feel a shift in that um we're, we've had so many events this year and built on all the momentum we had last year that it's sort of starting to become it's it's at the top of the pile of the brochures that the social workers hand out they're the they're our biggest champions um they they have so much empathy for those those guys with the deer in the headlights um look and um, you know i was handed a a binder full of of pamphlets that i don't think i looked at a single one of them there was just too much, you know, sucking on a fire hose. And um, so it's really cool that that our social worker advocates pluck ours out of the pile, you know, and say, hey, this is this is for you. You know, this is you should check this out. And because um, we hear that a lot that that, you know, that's how they heard about us. What's your vision for for Jack's short term and long term? Where where do you hope this goes and and evolves to down the road? Yeah, so short term, you know, the challenge we've given ourselves is here in the Twin Cities through our inception in 2015 to to to, to December of of last year, we had served 46 unique men who were caregivers of someone with cancer. And our challenge this year was to double that. And we're on track to do that. Um, long term, Lee, it's it's to to bring our our vision and our mission to to more communities across the country, and and I should elaborate. You know, our mission is to improve the way men think, feel, and act in their role as a 
cancer caregiver. Um, so it's very specific to cancer. Um, our long-term vision, we, so that's what we're doing right now, right? Like in the Twin Cities. Our long-term vision is, is not cancer specific, um, but it is still focused on men. So it, that could some, you know, what is that 10, 20 years? Nobody knows, but um, we do believe that there's, there are so many horrible things that can happen uh, to folks and, and cancer is, is at the, at the cream of the crop, but all these other things that, that, you know, largely we don't think when we bring these men together, that the, the technical challenges matter a whole heck of a lot. Um, it's, you know, because largely we listen to them talk and, you know, they know, they understand all of the technical parts of the disease. And, you know, they're very comfortable challenging the physicians and the whole medical system. But largely, we think, you know, if you're in a situation of, of providing care, especially as a primary caregiver, those, those challenges sort of transcend the disease in a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely. So, so that, that is, that's, that's a much longer term thing. So that, that statement, a community for men who are caregivers, um, that would include, you know, these other, other maladies, Alzheimer's, ALS, post, post-traumatic stress. I mean, it's, when you start to put it in those terms, you know, we're, we're talking, according to AARP, somewhere around 16 million men in the United States. Mm. Well, I congratulate you and the team because clearly, you, you know, you've, it's so much more than, oh, we're, you know, providing support for men. You've really honed in on a niche of what's not being fulfilled and, and identified that, hey, if you do want to sit around in a circle, uh, there are other places that you can go get that support, which is fine. Uh but you know, uh, you've the the whole hospitality and escape and just hang with other guys thing. Uh, you know, I congratulate you on, on 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 finding that 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 specific need and and filling it uh, in the Twin Cities community. Well, thank you. It's it's fun, you know. People people say you know like this is so cool that you're doing this, and we're so grateful, and you know, just on and on. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't imagine doing anything that's more fun than this you know it's like it's a perfect marriage of of what you know we love doing with it's a great cause and so it's a really a no-lose situation for us you know we just have a blast all the time and i'm not like exaggerating or it's not some marketing spend you know it's like we're out <laughs> on a lake fishing like that is friggin fun you know it's just sure sure where can people find out more about uh, the organization? So our our address on the the World Wide Web, www.jackscaregiverco. That's c o at the end. dot org. And there's a there's a short little video there on the homepage that'll kind of give you a flavor of what we do. And um, and then I would from there I would just go to the events page. And dive into there's especially some cool stories about some past events we've done here in the first quarter of 2018, and some testimonials from some of the guys who were a part of those events. And then just check out the other events and 
and of course you, you know there's a phone number there there's there's a email address uh, to contact us um we're on all the social media well maybe not all but most most, most of them <laughs> and we can be contacted through any of those those ways and you know largely what we say is you know we're going to meet you where you're at um you know through the media through the through the technology that you're comfortable communicating through some people like to good old fashioned telephone call well i'll include all of the contact information as well as the social media links in the show notes for this episode people who are listening that uh, might be driving exercising whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to the show and you don't have a pen handy just remember just go to wehavecancershow.com forward slash 103 that's episode 103 and i'll have all of the links that kyle referenced uh so that you can uh find your uh, contact uh, tool of choice uh, in the show notes for this episode to make, we'll make it easy for everybody. Kyle, thank you so much for spending some time uh, with me on the show. Uh, Thank you for the uh, terrific work that you and your team is doing in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area to fill a much needed void Uh, I am sure that the 46 people that went through the program and the almost 100 uh, that will be uh, served this year, you know, uh, I'm sure many of them might be at a loss for words to express their thanks. So uh, I'll do it for them and and say thank you for all the great work that you're doing and, and wish you continued success. Thank you very much. It's an honor. You have a good night. You too, Lee. There are a number of exciting Get Your Rear in Gear events taking place across the country over the next several weeks. Let's get right to those. Coming up this Saturday, September 29th in Columbus, Ohio, is the Get Your Rear in Gear 5K Run, Walk, and Kids Fun Run. That is taking place at Creekside Plaza in Gahana, Ohio. Moving into the month of October, on October the 13th, there are two events taking place. One is in Indianapolis. That's a 5K run walk at Eagle Creek Park Beach. And also on October the 13th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is the uh, 5K run walk taking place at Rotary Performance Pavilion. And then coming up on October 21st in New York City is the Get Your Rear and Gear 5K Run Walk and Kids Fun Run. This is taking place at Riverside Park, and that is in the Big Apple in New York City. And that is your Get Your Rear and Gear event taking place over the next several weeks. Thank you for listening to We Have Cancer, and thank you to our sponsors, H2ORS and the Colon Cancer Coalition, for your support. We Have Cancer is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer. Mm-hmm.